0: Alright then so, so every- I missed you guys. I miss I missed you guys. Missed you too, Sean. Missed you
1: too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to Netflix versus Cinema, the podcast that asks you that question. Netflix or cinema? Where are you going to spend your hard-earned money? Which one are you going to put your weight behind? Which one are you going to put your votes with in this never-ending war, seemingly never-ending war? My name is Tosin. I'm based up in the Midlands, somewhere near Coventry. And joining me in two different locations. I mean, this is the first time we're having the three of us in, two, well, in three different locations. Uh, Sharon on the Isle of Wight. Hello. And Sean, somewhere in Bournemouth, I believe.
0: I am indeed, yes, I am indeed. hello, everyone.
2: yes, first things first, welcome back, Sean. nice to see that you 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 survived your great American adventure.
0: yeah, it was a bit cold and wet, but it was it was an adventure, so good fun well cold and wet I mean, that wasn't what you signed up for, was it uh well, I mean you gotta expect uh you know you know a, a bit of um a bit of what shall we say? I don't know what the word would be but yeah I mean no I didn't sign up for it but it was still good it was still good it was a good trip good trip
2: alright all right, cool um, and we, we we only saw one picture which was you well it wasn't you it was just the Statue of Liberty
0: Statue of Liberty yeah that's, well, that's it yeah I got it. I, I, I'm not very good with social media things I mean I did take a few but I, I don't normally post <laughs> lots as you know doubt noticed. <laughs> so. yeah I'm
2: just gonna take that to mean that like you know you were having so much fun you didn't even think about letting us know what you were doing that's what I'm gonna take that to mean yeah <laughs> okay okay cool. Sharon and I would just sit here and be like okay it's fine it's fine
0: Sean forgot about us but no big deal it's not about us <laughs> I'll send you some if you like toast I'll find some and send you some <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's
2: fine, it's fine I, I don't care, I don't care I, I'm not i am not taking it personally at all <laughs> Oh, that's good, that's we're, good We're over it <laughs> uh, So, uh, Sharon, uh, you said that the the rain has the, the storms we've been having have so like messed up your day, haven't they?
1: Yes, I've had another rain day today Well, we did one job this morning and then um, rain halted play So, um, yes, I've had a bit more time than I was expecting today Uh And in fact, every day since every week since September, we have had we've been affected by the rain for the last, yes, five months.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you gotta love the English weather. Wait until we get to summer, that's gonna be fun. Okay, so anyway, let's move on to films quickly because I think we have a bit of a backlog. Sean, you have been on a plane and you've been in America, so God knows what's been happening.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I've, 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 I've... I've seen a few things, so um, yeah, I, I, I think we, you've reviewed them all already. But um, we, we reviewed quite uh, a few. So let's go
2: through the things that you've seen. So uh, first, okay. first up, first up. Okay, we're going to talk about Lighthouse. Which um, Lighthouse? Our London correspondent Holly. She she reviewed this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she called it the most baffling film she has ever seen. She's actually said that for her birthday this year, what she wants most of all is for somebody to ke- come down, sit down, and explain this film to her. What? Did you- <laughs> What did you okay. think of this film? Uh, uh,
0: well, it was it was quite intriguing, really. Um, I think it's a uh, basically a movie about the madness that loneliness can cause. I mean, I know there's two of them, but I think you know being cooped up with uh, with um, I don't know, just just psychosis, would you say? Or it's a really interesting movie because you don't really know yourself. You know, you think, wow, well, is it just one of these stories where it's all in the mind, or is, it, is there something more? Is there some some weird happenings? But uh, I thought it was really, really atmospheric. Um, and I thought it was shot really well and interesting dialogue. Uh, but I do think it just – I don't know. Was, I, I don't really know what I really thought of this film. It was a bit <laughs> odd. I sort of wanted it to finish and wondered where it was going. But I did think the acting was absolutely phenomenal. And Robert Patterson, I mean – he sort of gone from from strength to strength, really, didn't he? Since his twilight, yeah, since, since his, his twilight, twilight days. Yeah. You know, he's, he was. You didn't even recognise him, really. Um, but yeah, it's like a descent into madness. So, so I couldn't really. I'm sorry, Holly. I can't really tell you myself what it was about. But um, <laughs> it was still, it was, it was intriguing, and it was, it was, it was good, and it was shot. The cinematography was absolutely. Marvelous reminded me of some of this French new wave avant-garde sort of, stuff. but I think it's a film you need to see at the movies, you know. It's okay, like at the picture, at the cinema. Yeah. Well, so, so well, on, the, on the whole, hmm?
2: I was going to say for those of you who are like you know privileged enough to be in a place that has a cinema that's showing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's because uh, it didn't. It didn't come to the island at all, did it? Yeah. So it's nowhere near sure I me. Mean. A lot of people were disappointed that it didn't didn't appear because I know there's a few people that wanted to see it.
1: Well, I think actually it's coming to one of the smaller cinemas. It's coming to the Commodore. It's not coming to Cinewell, but really, well, we oh. showing it. in the week next week, I saw a little post from them. So yeah, I think they're going to show two showings in the week. So there won't be a weekend performance, but I think they are going to show it twice for this week anyway. Two showings day. Oh, that'd be interesting.
2: Clever, clever, clever Commodore. Clever.
0: Yeah, I expect I spe- they. I expect there. I should imagine there'd be quite a few people that would probably take the trip to see that.
1: Yeah, and it is quite good to sort of support our little independent cinemas, as well. I know sure. We go to the, the main chains, but you know, the little indies are out there occasionally. So, and there are film clubs. I think some of the film clubs are going to be showing it. So, yeah, I think we might be able to catch it. Oh,
2: oh good. Cool.
0: S- good stuff. Good stuff.
2: All right. So, so Sean, how, how many stars would you give the lighthouse?
0: Um, a, a really solid three. A really solid three. I thought, you know, it was. Um, I mean, yeah, it was had lots of lots of good points, but am um, I was sort of fidgeting a bit towards the end. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's going to be a three.
2: Okay, you'll be happy to know you and Holly bang on. You both concur. She gave it a three. So,
0: oh wow, oh, that's good.
2: <laughs> okay, and um, you saw a beautiful day in the neighborhood, which Sharon saw ages ago. Like I've been banging on about how I saw Parasites about four months before everybody else did, and Sharon did yeah. something very similar with a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You saw this last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Last Uh, year, yeah, yeah, wow, and so, so and I really liked it, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, um, oh, yeah, well, for me, um, I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but it didn't. I mean, I know it's had loads and loads of fabulous reviews, and everybody seems to like it and all that, but I didn't, I mean, I normally like those quirky, weird films, normally, they're right on my street, but for some reason, this didn't, um, this didn't particularly. You know, ring a bell or hit any notes really for me. Yeah. I don't know why, because I mean it should be pretty good. And and I found that Tom Hanks was actually—I know this is terrible. I'm going to be pilloried for this. Was was actually getting on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> Maybe he was too nice. Yeah, I know. I mean, what could, what what, what can Sharon? What are you going to tell me about that? I'm
1: not going to tell you anything. <laughs> oh, You're allowed to choose. <laughs> 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 you don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So. um yeah, so it wasn't. This wasn't a, a major jump in the. You know, it wasn't a, it? Was so I'd, I'd give it a three star. This one, I'd okay. Give it a three star. Okay. Really, there's not much more I can say
2: about that one. All right. Okay. And now we go from those and we go into the films that you saw that were that you said you saw on my recommendation. On your recommendations, yes. So, so this Queen was, and Slim. so Queen and Slim and, and, and Bad Boys for Life. Okay. Let Let's start with Queen and Slim, which is a film that I've got to be honest with you. When I think about it now, I still have flashbacks to things in the film and it it actually let's say it stayed with me or affects me emotionally. What did you think?
0: Okay, for me, toes, this was um I thought the first half, the first half three quarters was was really good, really um sort of quit me. I thought it was um it started off really well. I, I I don't know what I could say about the ending, but um I yeah, I mean on the whole it was I started to thought, oh this is really really good you know with the the, the police and all that and getting yep. involved and then yep. and then I think when the sort of the, when they went down to the Everglades and yep. it sort of yep. you know it sort of for me I, I started to get a bit antsy then after after that but um yeah on the whole it was it was okay you know um but uh I would say a film with two halves for me, really. First half, absolutely, really, really good. Second half, uh, sort of slipped up a little bit, I think. But I'd still give it a three star. I'd still give it a three star.
2: Ooh, ooh. Ah, no. Well, I gave it... I, I, gave, I gave it a five, so... <laughs> I gave it a five. And it, it's because... But, I mean,
0: I, I think it was... I, I think it was... Uh, you know, it was... It was... Uh, yeah, I don't know... What to say about it, it was when they when they were sort of on the the intercoastal, you know, and they were waiting to be with the car. And I, I don't know, it just um, maybe maybe I was having a bad day. But it's not <laughs> it's not a bad film. It's not a bad film. But for me, it was just a a three star. Of course not. It's an, the, course the, It's,
2: it's, a, it's <laughs> an excellent it's film.
0: A, yeah. No, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking it. it wasn't.
2: Don't worry. But, don't worry. I, if it is, I I'm going to uh, as I've said and I've I've said this before. I've said this when I was talk when we we're talking about um, things like Get Out and stuff like that, that there's films that I watch. And I know that when, sometimes when I'm watching them as a black man, I'm pretty sure I'm watching a different film for what other people are watching. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's so um, it's OK. It's, if, if it did, that's no big deal. But I, I know what you're talking about, because it's it's something about the film. It's getting to what's the point where, you know, this story has to end at some point. And yeah, I think, and yeah. I think it itself has issues there. Uh, it, well, there's just issues with trying to end a story like that. All right, and and the final thing was Bad Boys for Life.
0: Bad Boys for Life, right? Now, bearing in mind, and I think I have said to you before, I've not seen the others. Yeah, I haven't seen um, the other Bad Boy movies. Watch, watch the, watch uh, the first I one. Skip the, the second I, one. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I no, I, I wouldn't. If it hadn't been for a friend that really wanted to see it and you mentioning it, I probably would have given this film a miss because I didn't enjoy the trailer. I've got to be honest, the trailer, I thought, oh, no, it's going to be a, a Fast and Furious type thing and I'm probably not going to enjoy it and everything like that. So I went with really, really low expectations with a friend who said, you've got to see it, you've got to see it, you know. So anyway, I went to see it and it was bloody marvellous. I thought it was... I really, honestly, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I was... It was great. And there wasn't anything too too ridiculously silly in it either. You know what I mean? It was to me the stuff that was was going on was quite quite feasible. So yeah. I enjoyed that bit. And like you say, the interacting between them was, was just great. And I just love the Prius. I just love the Prius and the the, the the tune on the Prius, you know. And I know it's gonna be a lovely, you know, the bit I mean, lovely day with the, Uh, Sharon's going to be mad at you, man. So, yeah, Um, that was, I mean, yeah, no, absolutely really, really, really top movie. Good movie, which I had absolutely no hopes for whatsoever.
2: Yeah, it, it it is a very good film. It isn't, I mean, the bad boys thing is never supposed to be a kind of Fast and Furious thing, even though I feel like there's some elements of this. And if you listen to my review of it, you hear more about the elements of it that I feel that is getting a bit Fast and Furious and makes me a bit worried for the sequel. They do a bit of sequel baiting and there's bits of it that make me a bit yeah. worried. I'm like, I don't think I like where you're going with this. But the film itself, good.
0: Oh. Yes, yeah, definitely. good. Definitely agree with you on that. I think you gave it four. Did you this? Did you give this a four? I think I've seen I you remember.
2: Yes, I gave it a four.
0: Solid four because I give it a solid four as well, yeah. which is a total total surprise because I thought I was gonna totally hate it. So yeah, so so agree with you. Give yeah. Good movie, good stuff,
2: good stuff. All right, cool. Now let us um let's get onto the films we're actually going to be talking about this week. So what we do on this show, if you haven't listened to it before, is that we go and we usually see three films, three films in the cinema, three films at home, be it on Netflix or a BBC iPlayer or anything like that, and um. We based on these three films, we give them a score out of five. We take an average and whoever has the highest score at the highest average score at the end of the show wins the week. So this week our first film is Birds of Prey. Now, Sharon, would you like to take that away and explain to us what this film's all about?
1: Okay, Birds of Prey, or the full title, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One, Harley Quinn this is a sequel, an effect to Suicide Squad, where we first meet in the cinematic world, anyway, Harley Quinn. And in this um, film, she's just broken up with the Joker. Yep. And she's set on this sort of path of emancipation, trying to free herself from being the sidekick, the plus one, the whatever and come into her own and so the cast of characters we meet are all in a similar situation There, there's the female cop played by Rosie Perez uh,
2: there's Montoya. the
1: huntress <laughs> oh, I didn't know the name Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there's um, there's the black canary who's basically just like a lounge singer in the in the, the employ of Ewan McGregor in this sort of nightclub yep. and then there's the huntress who's um, on a sort of mission of vengeance. So all these women have been in the past or relegated to sidekicks or to the plus one status. They're suddenly coming into their own. And they're basically, the story is um, a young girl, a pickpocket has come in possession of an item that is highly desirable. McGuffin. And everyone is trying to get it. Yes, (laughs) everyone is trying to get it. And these ladies, for various different reasons of their own, uh, trying to stop the bad guys, and then sort of mayhem ensues. So I think the story itself is probably that's it. <laughs> there's this thing, and then there's this other thing, but it's basically there's this sort of this sort of strange marriage between these these four women and the, and this younger girl, uh, and how they sort of basically wreak havoc through the streets of is are they, is it set in Gotham City? It's set, so I think it's set it in Gotham,
2: yeah, yeah, because the the yeah, so they're just yes, yeah, so I carry on
1: now i was gonna say they're just sort of roaring their way through gotham and um, without a male superhero to be seen
2: <laughs> yes because the birds of prey are pretty much part of the they are sort of a subset of the bat batman universe as in gotham got introduced through batman and then all these other characters got introduced and then i think in the comics they became a super team so now sean could you tell us what did you think about this film
0: yes i can tell you what i thought about this film um I, I mean, I, a lot of people didn't like Suicide Squad. I really liked Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn was obviously the best. So I think from this film, I was I was I was really looking forward to this film. You know, as I wasn't looking to bad. But with this one, I was really really looking forward to this film, and it didn't really. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't really get into it. You know, I wish they'd have done like Gotham Sirens, where they'd had you know maybe cat. Catwoman and and poison ivy and those rather than these other characters because the huntress didn't really impress me to that degree and i wasn't keen on the 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 cop lady um so yeah i'm 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 sorry to say toes that it didn't really it didn't didn't have that oomph that suicide squad i didn't enjoy as much as suicide squad you You, are not you are not having a good week you're not having a good (laughs) week Oh, no, oh, no, no, bad boys was good. Bad boys was good. <laughs> okay. Bad boys was a okay. surprise. Okay, yeah. okay,
2: Sharon, Sharon. Um, so, yeah, Sharon, what do you think? Sean, okay, go get So, Sharon, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I can understand what uh, Sean meant. I mean, it took me a little while to get into it because it is the only word I can use to describe it really is anarchic. It, it was completely anarchic <laughs> at the beginning. And Harley Quinn is really annoying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nail your colours uh, to the mast. Why don't you?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I. So if it's all about her, it's like. This is oh, when I sat there. I thought, oh, oh, I'm not going to love this. But then I did actually warm to it. I didn't necessarily warm to her particularly, but I did warm to the way the narrative, and I warmed to the style of it. How it was just. They th- threw the rules away about sort of you know sort of linear narrative and telling a story and it was just a back and forward in time and these different characters and they then they sort of you got a different perspective on them and it was just yeah it was all a bit nuts but then i think it was entirely supposed to be absolutely nuts.
2: yeah because because it is is narrated by harley quinn and obviously harley quinn is she's a bit of a she's a bit unreliable shall we say <laughs>
1: even the, yeah, even the, the unreliable narrator. Yes. Yeah, she's a like,
2: unreliable oh, narrator. Even though I feel like the, the film does do the film does kind of like, you know, make her into some sort of massive action hero. Because um which which is which is pretty cool because obviously this is a film that's being made and it's a whole all female superhero team. And that is let's say that the film wears that on its sleeve quite, quite obviously like yeah it's, it's all female superhero yep. team the story is there's all these elements as we've had in the last couple of years we had it in Captain Marvel we had a whole big discussion about Charlie's Angels and how this actually um, went about it but there's bits of the elements that it's all about you know men controlling women and women breaking free of that which is pretty cool, no? Yes,
1: certainly in this world where the roles and the gender roles are more strictly defined in this sort of fantasy world yeah. than in many others. I think a D C are sort of trying to do their bit to break free. I think with Wonder Woman it was slightly more successful. Yep. Because she's a slightly more fleshed out character. Um but yeah, I can see how they were trying to do that with Harley Quinn. They were they were emancipating her. Um so yeah, it was yeah, if it was nuts, it was crazy. It took me a while to get into, but then I did warm to it towards the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did find some of the moments quite funny. Though I did have this random thought. They though had a big scene at the end in this abandoned funfair. Yep. They always have these abandoned funfairs in these comics, don't they? I don't know how es- they managed to make so many and then abandon them.
2: Especially if it if if it involves the Joker or Harley Quinn, because I think that abandoned funfair is pretty much straight out of Batman the animated series. Because there's a Batman movie called Mask of the Phantasm, which is pretty much, it's animated, but it's possibly the best Batman movie that has been made. And that ends uh-huh. that ends up in a fun fair that looks very, very similar to that one. It looks very... Yeah. Yeah, so so um that's why... Nice
1: that it's completely nuts, but I did have the random thought that that funfair, it was probably closed down because it was a health and safety nightmare.
2: Oh, it was closed I down. Mean, it was closed down, yeah.
1: There were just like health hazards everywhere. <laughs> and I thought, how on earth could you ever allow the public into that space? It's just lethal. So th- I, I was distracted by that halfway through thinking, whoa, that is just not safe. How did they let people in there?
2: <laughs> uh, all right. So
1: that's how my thought process was working. But on the whole, I thought it, yeah, it was a bit mad. It was a bit crazy. But I did enjoy it on the whole.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, if you're listening to this, you might wonder that you haven't heard Sean for a while. That's because Sean is on mute. And this is not because... Uh, like, you know, we've gotten annoyed with Sean saying something as egregious as this, the Suicide Squad is better than this film. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's because we're having some technical issues with Sean's line. So we will put Sean every now and then and ask him what he thought. And first of all, Sean, I'm just going to say straight up, I, I, I can't believe you think this is better. This is the Suicide Squad is a better film than this. I mean, come on. So, Sean, come back on and defend
0: yourself. OK, Um <laughs> yeah no I, I i know what you mean i mean I, I i i enjoyed suicide squad much more than a lot of people did i thought it was was really really good harley quinn was my favorite character she and she wasn't quite i don't know why she wasn't quite the same in this and i don't think And i know i don't know you can say this on this but i don't think she looked quite as hot as she looked in In um i know i know it's a bad thing to say but in suicide squad she she, she looked hot in this she looked a bit of a of i don't know more of a tar or whatever you say but Ooh. she just didn't really so um you know i'm not saying she wasn't in suicide squad but i i thought she was much more subtle in suicide squad this was a bit um <laughs> I, I don't know this was a little bit this was not quite um i don't know it just it just didn't grab me you know i think maybe perhaps it's one of those ones where you're really really looking forward to something for a long time you know you're looking forward to come out you see and then you know, it's, it's a bit of a letdown. Do you know what I mean? So perhaps that had something to do with it. But yeah. it certainly didn't. I didn't think it was a, a good movie by any stretch of the imagination.
2: All right, cool. You go back on mute. Right, cool. Back on mute with you. Okay, <laughs> hang on. I'll go back on mute, okay? <laughs> to talk to you guys in a bit. In a bit. In a bit. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, th- this is unfortunate because we can't really have, like, you know, one of our arguments because I totally don't know. Well, I think, I think part, of the, part of the thing here is, like, so, okay, Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad, she had those hot pants on. And Margot Robbie has gone on record saying that she did not like that costume. And she is, and because, as Sean said, uh, Harley Quinn was one of the few real successes of Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie has had a lot more power because she's actually a producer on this film. So she has a lot more power and, and to say what goes. And quite frankly, I'm quite happy about that. And I think that the lack of the hot pants and all that kind of stuff is a definite, definite, deliberate move to say, no, this is what this is going to be. It's going to be about women being powerful and not about women standing there being sexy, which I think is, which quite frankly, I said, I'm all for. I quite like some of the fights when they fight. And there's a scene, I mean, if you remember in Black Panther, there's a scene in Black Panther where Okoye, who is um, like uh, T'Challa's, Uh, bodyguard pretty much they're fighting in this uh, casino in Korea and she is wearing a wig and she takes the wig off and uses it as a fighting move and throws the wig in somebody's face and that was a move that I was kind of like yes because uh, there's there's a whole thing about black women are wearing wigs and wearing wigs that have like long straight hair because they're trying to be like white women because that's been the standard of beauty that they've been presented with until this is what it means to be beautiful for years and that was like a little moment in Black Panther that I don't think I don't think many people who were black would have picked up one. And I feel like there's a similar moment in Birds of Prey in a fight where Black Canary is fighting and her hair is going in her face and then Harley Queen comes over and goes head tie and gives her a hair tie that she ties her hair up and keeps yeah. fighting. And I loved that moment. I was like, Ah, I get it, I get it. I never had long hair, I never had to do that, but I see what you're doing there. I see you, sister. But,
1: but Yeah, so, I thought that I, must, I did enjoy that move as well. When you see her flicking her hair about, it's like, yeah, just tie that back.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. I think I think towards the end, the film gets a little bit. It gets a little bit sort of like, oh, action movie. It's more of an. To be honest with you, I think it's. I feel it's more of an action movie than it is a superhero movie. Um, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot more of an action movie than it is a superhero movie, and it in and they do try and go. Oh, we're DC. We're dark. We're gonna swear and f and blind all over the place, <laughs> and and there's no hiding the fact that we're killing people we're killing people in sometimes quite gory ways um so and i'll have to say i love seeing rosie Perez on screen i think she should be in more stuff because i love rosie Perez and the woman she is aging really 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 slowly because <laughs> i look i look at her in this one i'm thinking she doesn't look that different to what she looked like in white men can't jump but but, uh, but all in all i would give it a three i'm not sure Sharon, what would you give it
1: I'd give it a three, two, yeah, I would go that three I think is a reasonable score for it
0: Sean? okay, I'm back there now, yeah, yeah. It's the, the misogynist misogynist beast I chuckling a little I was chuckling a little bit there with some of your comments, so yeah. it was quite funny um <laughs> yeah um yeah i I, I mean, i will give it a three as well, i give it a three. It wasn't like banging your face, but you know um I don't know, it just I, I had a few. issues with it so i'd have to give that a three as well so i'll give it i'll I'll agree with you guys on that one i'll give it a three
2: okay cool Cool. yeah okay i I hope okay anyway now we are going to go from there we're going to go to netflix this is a film I think only Sean has seen all the way through I've seen bits of the film but Sean is the only one who's seen all the way through but uh, we call Netflix a cinema because we usually talk about whether we watch a film in cinema or whether we watch it on Netflix and over the last couple of months this has actually been blurred the line has been blurred we have been getting increasingly films that have been released on both within like you know within a very short space of time, I remember Little Monsters, which seemed to debut in cinemas on the same day that it showed up on Sky Cinema. And this is one of those films. It's called Uncut Gems. It was a big hit on the on the festival circuit last year. People were even talking about this at the Oscars for Adam Sandler's performance. I know, Adam Sandler. People are talking about him for an Oscar, <laughs> and the way we talk about Adam Sandler for for an Oscar, then he won uh, the Best Actor award at the Independent Spirit Awards just before the Oscars. He gave quite a funny speech where he he spoke about the fact that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar, and um yeah, and this film he plays a character called Howard Ratner, who is a Jewish New York jeweler, and it shows up that he has all these. um he has all these people who he... Because he's also a compulsive gambler. And he uh, he has all these people around New York who he owes money to. And he finds this opal in a mine in Ethiopia, which he thinks this is it. This is going to be my big score. This is what's going to solve all of my problems. And... It's just one of those films where things keep going wrong because he keeps making decisions that you just keep thinking, oh, dude, why are you doing that? That is such a bad idea. If you have this and if this is your way out, why would you do that? Oh, come on, what's wrong with you? But I think it's the genius of the performances and the genius of the direction and everything that he is always believable. Like you always believe that this guy would actually do that because he's just a bit of a compulsive guy. Now, so, Sean, I've wound you up and now I'm going to let you go. Tell us what you thought about this
0: okay so yeah my thoughts on this film um yeah it was it's really interesting that, that, I mean probably the only reason I watched it is because there was all that ferrari about it, you know doing the circus and that. And I thought oh I'd like to see Uncut Gems because Adam Sandler I think his, some of his films are a bit hit and miss you know yep. um so um but yeah no I thought it was I thought it was a, a sterling performance by him totally different totally out of character um and Oh, well, wow. what can we say? You know, it was, it was quite, the action was quite good. Um, I like, I liked the idea of him not getting the gem back, you know, when he and it's like, Oh, <laughs> so he's got all this stuff and, and you know, the auction was a terrific, the auction was a terrific scene. Did you get up that far? I'm, did you get to the auction. Um, uh, just, <laughs> just before the auction, just before the auction, just before the auction. Okay. Well, that's, 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 that's a really, really good scene. So there's lots of, um, yeah, no, there's lots, lots of things in this that I, I really enjoyed. And, uh, yeah uh, in- interesting ending as well um Ooh, so okay. there'll no, be in- no spoilers yeah i know i'm not no, i'm not spoiling it. i'm just saying that to get you to watch it so you can actually uh give me your thoughts on it so i mean i'm assuming you think it's pretty good so far from what you've seen uh, um but uh yeah no uh, uh, a really good movie well acted some interesting characters there and i know it seems over the top and he's loud and he's brash and all that but you could imagine the characters being like that, you know. It was mm-hmm. there were characters in it, you know, and some of the people that he owes money to and stuff. And so, yeah, on the whole, I thought it was a really, really good movie. I really, really enjoyed it. So, and and as I say, you know, the ending's going to be so interesting for you, Toast. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, was that was that a real basketball player? Kevin Garnett. Yeah. He's Kevin a real person. Yeah. 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 So, so I, mean, yeah, I mean, that was, quite, <laughs> that was quite, quite, quite fun that, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it was, uh, so it was, I mean, it, it was a sort of, it was serious, but comedic as well, wasn't it? But I mean, um, yeah. as in situation, yeah. situation comedic, I guess. So, yeah. so yeah, my, my thought on it really, I really, really enjoyed this, this film. Um, and I would recommend it to people. I don't know about Sharon. this, but I think there's a bit of swearing and stuff in it. But uh.
2: <laughs> how many stars would you give it?
0: Um, I'm going to give this a four. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, oh, okay. From what Sean said, Sean's right. Yeah. Uh, from what I've watched so far, it is actually really, really interesting. I think um, Adam Sandler's performance that I've seen so far, because I'm obviously I haven't seen the whole film yet, so I am a bit reticent to so like, oh yeah, this, that, and the other. But I just think that it's really, really well. uh, It was really well filmed, edited, directed, and it shows you this sort of, like, where all these worlds collide, where you have all these sort of people who provide the gems, which are, well, the the film actually starts off in Ethiopia, and it shows, for me, from my whole sort of, you know how... We all have uh, the hills that we will die on, and we all have the things that we saw. Like try and champion, and for me, the representation of black people, especially Africans, on screen. And I actually quite like the beginning scene that's set in Ethiopia because it has like this whole bit where they're talking about. Sean, you want to? Okay, it's a, it's a. It has this bit where where you see the people in the, in the, in the mine, and it's pretty much these Africans who these Ethiopians. Who kick off the whole story, and I'm like, oh wow, that's cool. That they actually have some a word that I've learned recently, and I've learned how to use. They have some agency to them, and I I thought that was pretty cool. But it's like, oh, how all these different worlds collide. The people who go and mine this this gem somewhere in uh, in Ethiopia, the people who sell it, who are mostly Jewish in the in the sort of like jewelry quarter in New York, and the people who actually want to come and buy them. And it's and this is where the basketball player Kevin Garnett that Sean was talking about comes in, where it's um. He comes in to sort of like get his bling, so to say, and a lot of the people who come in to want to buy this are sort of like you know in the entertainment industry. There's a bit where The Weekend shows up, and Sharon. These words may or may not mean anything to you when I say Kevin Garnett, The Weekend, all that kind of stuff. They they are they are young pop people. That's the pop culture people. And um, yeah, and I, I, from what I've seen, I, I'm really really impressed with that. I'm really impressed with the way. Uh, he is, his character goes along and it just, it draws you in and it just makes you think, as I said, there's things that he's doing that are stupid, but you're still thinking, okay, I believe that this character would do that. It's not like, it's not like, I know Sean, you, you usually have this whole thing. You're watching a film and you go, why would you do that? Which is, which is, what? in my head, Sean, that's actually one of your catchphrases when you're watching the film. You go, why would you do that? But I think that this character actually, you think, oh yeah, actually, you know what? I totally believe he would do that. Sean, what do you reckon about that?
0: yeah I reckon you're exactly right there toast he He is the sort of manic character that 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 would do something like that, you know, and there are people that you know they get money and um you know when when they've got money, it's like mm and if they're a gambler it's an addiction isn't it like yeah. anything else and and they just think mm, it's the big one yeah it was uh, there's funny enough on this. I know this is going off on a tangent like I generally do, but there was um, some, <laughs> I, I just sat in the catch when I was over here with the thing, it was called support your local gunfight an old James Garner film. And there's a bit in that where he's just, he's done this stuff and he's got paid the money and he can hear the roulette wheel in the background. <laughs> and this sort of, it's sort of calling him, you know, he's calling him. So what have he goes and puts all the money on, but I didn't see the bit after that. Cause uh, my folks wanted to watch all the people that are around wanted to watch something else. So, <laughs> but that was the bit that, so yeah, so he would do someone who, is that sort of compulsive and that manic would do stuff like that.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm yeah, pretty sure.
2: Yeah. And and I like the fact that in the film they do it without ever saying, without, without ever saying, um, this guy's addicted to gambling. They, he shows mm-hmm. it with his performance that he is without ever spelling out that he is. uh, I I just thought it was a very well done thing Well, that's it, four stars for Uncut Gems And now we go back to cinema And Sharon, this is a film that only you have seen And this is Emma
1: yeah,
2: now that's a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will hold my hand up. I was planning to see this film. I really didn't want to see this film. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I couldn't make it to the cinema to see it uh, because I just got busy with work and stuff. So unfortunately I couldn't, but I was planning to see it. But, but yeah, we, we are kind of caricatures of our own selves. So, yeah, Sean, Sean,
0: you keep going on mute and then off mute. I do, I do, because I wanted to say something, and then I think, oh, no, 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 because you're still talking. But, <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. no, I agree. I'm going to go and see this. I may go see this tonight. Um, perhaps, I don't know. We'll wait and see. But, yeah, I, I do want to see this one. So I'm interested in what Sharon's got to say. All right, cool. So, Sharon, Emma, tell us about it.
1: Yes, well, those of you who don't know, Emma is an adaptation of a Jane Austen novel. It's one of her, her comic novels where there's a few, um, excuse me, <clears throat> a few of the characters are exaggerated characteristics, shall we say. Yep. So, Emma, basically, Emma Woodhouse is a 21 year old woman. So, in, in in her day, that was regarded as being quite old to be getting married. That's towards the latter end of her eligibility, where she's, you know, She's still at her prime, but give it another couple of years and she'll be regarded as being
2: on the trash heap,
1: on the on the on the shelf, as it were. So, but she's sort of, you know, she's got a, she's wealthy, she's independent, and she's been very, very much indulged by her father. And because she's had no responsibilities, um, she's started to she meddle. And her governess has successfully married her neighbour and so she thinks she's an expert matchmaker so she then proceeds to try to make matches um, amongst her acquaintance with um shall we say are some unforeseen consequences that she <laughs> hadn't really prepared herself for is, and then you do is, is, this
2: is, is it fair to say that this is one of those farcical novels that jane austen wrote
1: yes it's yes it's her one of her comic ones yeah. i mean it isn't it isn't my favorite one but if you But her comic novels, like Emma and Northanger Abbey, it's certainly the best of those two. Mm. Um, But but yes, it's it's one of her comic novels where the characters are exaggerated and certain characteristics are like you are meant to sort of laugh at them as well as identify and go, actually, that's really funny because there's people like that and I may be like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, so these characteristics are exaggerated. So but yes, it is. It's all very. I know there's people use these words um, for Jane Austen adaptations, but I thought it was charmingly done. Yeah. Now we don't tend to describe other films as charming unless they are period films, but I actually really liked the way they'd adapted it. My friend didn't like it as much because she thought it was too comic. They they'd made it too funny. Oh yeah. Whereas, so she said, you know, I didn't. She wanted it to be a bit less, more subtle, but. I don't think people get subtlety in in cinema so much so I think I can understand why they they, they were a bit heavier on the on the comic Okay.
2: This one. okay so we uh, a couple of weeks back we spoke about david copperfield so david copperfield yes. has just been re- recently so dickens has been at ad- um a, son- a story that has been adapted many many times over it's come back we spoke about little women same thing has been adapted many times they've made a new version of it and now yeah. emma is um last time it was that da- it was adapted for the cinema as emma was Gwyneth Paltrow in the 90s and everybody always talks about Clueless and talks about how Clueless with Alicia Silverstone is essentially it's an update it's it's this it's Emma but updated so yes and yeah and so my question whenever there's a new adaptation of something that's been done many times is why this how does this differ from everything else and the one thing I can look at when I just look at looking at the trailers is the color palette seems totally different like it it jumps off the screen at you as opposed to um, other Jane Austen, or, which are all a bit sort of muted and a bit samey. But this has like, you know, colors that they do a very similar trick, I think, in David Copperfield, where the colors seem to jump off the screen at you. Was that so? Using that as a starting yes. point, what else about this makes you think, okay, this is different? Yes,
1: it's, I think the cast, they have, they're more age appropriate to the actual books because right. in the books you know the characters are in their 20s they are very young we regard them as being very young and at the time that was you know when the average age you died at 50. then people you know you did live your 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 your, your peak of your you know sort of attractiveness was that a bit younger yeah <laughs> so but they have got it so it is a much i think of it as much a much younger cast like mr alton the vicar He is obviously a man in his 20s, whereas he's normally cast as a man in his 30s. Um, Again, Mr. Knightley is much younger. We normally see him as much more of a mature man, whereas in this, he's much more... um, He's he's certainly older than Emma, but he feels much more of a a contemporary to her.
2: Is that the character played by Johnny Flynn?
1: Johnny Flynn yeah and yeah. you know how I like
2: I know I know you like uh, think is Johnny Flynn is somebody who I don't I don't think I've ever seen a film with him in it but I know about him because of you and of your certain shall we say appreciation of his talents
1: yes well I've got I've got a lot of. he's a he's a musician I knew him first as a musician so yeah. I've got several of his CDs and I think you've been in the car when I've been playing them for you actually you
2: oh know, really course.
1: yeah well, I think the, you said the... who's this and I said oh it's Johnny
2: Flynn oh, is it like the folksy stuff stuff
1: He's a folk, yeah, he's a folk singer.
2: Okay, all right, gotcha.
1: So, and he did, the, he did the soundtrack to the television series Decembrist, which you know I love. Oh, the, oh, the detectorist, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the soundtrack to that. So he is, I knew him principally as a folk singer. So every now and then when he does do films, he's moved much more into acting in the last five years. I think his last CD was sort of like four years ago. Um, So yeah, he's certainly got moving into the acting in a big way, but I know him principally as a folk musician. And you're not complaining.
2: You're you're not complaining. I'm not
1: complaining. (laughs) But no, he does sing in this. So I was like, I wanted to do that whole punch the air and say, yes, I told you he was a great singer. And I wanted (laughs) to shout out. I had to stop myself from shouting out yes and I've got several of his CDs because <laughs> my knowledge is greater than yours
2: <laughs> I loved him before you all knew he, you, you knew who he was
1: yeah you've never heard of him but I've got his records all in right it. so I, I thought I was a bit boastful. I was a bit possessive of Johnny thing because he's like no 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 I liked him first
2: yeah I, I know so, I, I get I, the same thing I get the same day
1: yeah but I did, I, actually, I did thoroughly enjoy this version. I mean, since the screen, this is, like I just say rightly, that there hasn't been a screen adaption of Emma since Gwyneth Paltrow had to go, but there have been three on the television. There's yep. been three serialisations of it in a sort was the same period of time. So this is a story that people who like Bear Austin is, are very familiar with this story. Yeah. But I was quite happy with it. I mean, the only time I would have a very tiddly-tiny quibble, and that's because I've read the books, and there's some lines from Emma that are just like key. And yep. they slightly changed them. And so they made them much less subtle. So in the book, there's a couple of subtle, really subtle insults. And here they've like dropped the subtlety and they've made it much more overt. Oh. Because I think the modern ear, an insult in Jane Austen's day, you may not recognise it, it's been quite so hurtful. Oh, yeah. So they made one of the, the famous like insult to Miss Bates. They I think they made it much more Obvious that it was an insult in this, rather than in the other adaptations where they've lifted it straight from the book. But no, no, I I thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: Okay, all right. Uh, um. So we will let us bring Sean in and have Sean ask a question. Sean, question Emma.
0: Okay, uh, question Emma. I mean, are the performances really good? Because I mean, I'm really into the the lead actress. You know, I mean, I think she's she's uh... who is it who plays the part? Is it Anna? Taylor is An- it? Anya Taylor-Joy that's it Anya Taylor-Joy I always get those treble, but it's like um, I, I used to call William Gordon Scott or whatever his name is I, I always get those three three barrelled names confused but yeah I mean I really like her I, I, I've liked her in, in all the movies actually that she's been in um, especially she was in The Witch which is a film from a while ago and I was really impressed with her from the uh, you know Glass movies and or not glass, you know the the uh, so yeah so I, I really rate her so what's her performance like Sharon is it a good performance convincing no I
1: like, no, I, I like,
0: I yes,
1: um, yeah and oh, I thought good. the only one who I was a little bit unsure of the beginning with, was Bill Nye. again I thought he he was a bit broader in his acting than some of the others but again I, I, I adjusted to that because Mr. Woodhouse, um, played by Bill Nighy, he's completely oblivious to his own eccentricity. He's just he's he's oblivious to it. And I got the feeling with his performance, that's like Bill he's Nighy. He's a little bit more knowing. Yeah, he's a bit more knowing. So some of the times when he makes obsessions about drafts and things,
0: I'm going to come in here and just say yeah. that I'm I'm getting a bit fed up with Bill Nighy. To be fair, I think he's um, he's had his day. It's time for him to rest on his laurels. I think. <laughs> So Sharon,
2: what do you do? Do you think was, was Bill Nye just doing his old thing, his old? Because when you say oblivious to his own eccentricities, that sounds like Bill Nye all over.
1: Yeah, I think the character in the book is much more oblivious to the fact okay. that he's completely nuts. Whereas Bill Nye, he, I think he played him a little bit more knowing than he probably was. Yeah. Um. So that he was the only one I thought was a bit broad. I thought everyone else sort of took their character and, and, yeah, they, they were they were. As or eccentric as as in the books, I thought his was the only one I wasn't entirely entirely convinced by. But no, I did thoroughly enjoy it, and I did I did really enjoy all the performances. Though the only thing is, two of the actors, the one who plays Mr. Alton and the one who plays Frank Churchill, they're the two sort of right, love rivals, as it were, but not really uh, for Emma's hand. The actors I thought were so similar. When I first saw them, <laughs> I was I was thinking, is it the same actor playing both roles? And you never saw them in the same scene so i was thinking is it the same one but they looked so similar um that it took me a while to actually work out that they weren't the same actor oh but so i thought they could have made the casting a little bit more obvious there
2: all right cool Um, and how many stars would you give emma
1: I would give Emma a definite four star. Definitely Ooh,
2: four. good stuff, good stuff. Because, you see, I've seen that the this, the rating for this has sort of jumped between two and four. I've seen people give it two, and I've seen people give it four. This made me go, you know what? I am going to have to go see this film now. I need to go see this film. I, I'm, I'm yeah. due, I'm due, a, a, a period drama, and B, a romantic comedy. <laughs> I seen. Yeah. Or... Right, okay, cool. So now we're going to jump over to Netflix. We're going to try and see whether we can get a move on. And this is going to be a show called Russian Doll. Now, um, uh, I've seen this, and it's a show starring uh, Natasha Leone, and it is pretty much Groundhog Day. So you know how Groundhog Day, the, the general idea of it is that somebody gets stuck in a time loop and they keep living this time loop until they have to figure something out. And when they figure something out, that's when they might be able to escape and at the end of the day become a better person. So Natasha Leone plays a character, whose name I can't remember, um, who is, uh, she's at her 35th birthday party. And she's quite an acerbic character because when you get Natasha Lyonne to play a character, how can she be anything but acerbic? So like acerbic, yeah. snarky, so like a bit of a smart ass. And, um, and the, she, she does all these, they meet all these different people. She leaves her own birthday party early because she's having issues about the fact that she's turning 35, which is the age at which her mum died. And she's, she's thinking like, you know, if you uh, no I think her mum died before she got to 35. So she feels like when she's got to 35, she's like, okay, cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. If I've lit my mum. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on. You get introduced to all these different characters that she bumps into in this party. Then the next morning, she dies. She she dies. And then when she oh. died, yeah, she dies. And then she wakes up immediately back at her 35th birthday party in the living room, listening to the same song that she heard um, that, that she was hearing at that time. And she's like, what happened? And so the first time it happens, she's like, "What? what's going on? And she just feels this sense of deja vu. But then she dies, and then she wakes up, and she's like, oh, my God, something is going on. And then she starts realizing more and more that, okay, there's some, I am definitely reliving the same night over and over again. And she's trying to, and then she starts trying to figure out what it is. And she says, like, maybe this is trying to make me a better person. Maybe it's like a spiritual thing. Maybe it's like you know, a scientific quantum thing. And she's, she starts going into it, and it becomes almost a treatise on the time loop comedy, as well as being a time loop comedy itself, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And the first part of it's because this is a, it has eight, like most Netflix series, it's eight episodes. So I was watching and going, okay, this is going to get really boring if they just keep doing this for eight episodes. If it's essentially going to be Groundhog Day, but for eight episodes, it's going to get really boring. But they keep throwing wrinkles at it and they throw different things in there. and There's one particular episode that ends in a way that makes you go, oh, oh, this is different. Oh, what's going on here then? And they, I, I think it's a worthy addition to the time loop thing. It apparently, yes, I think they're coming up for the second season. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I think it might be a bad idea, but um, but it's the way it sort of carries on and it goes on. And when it when it comes to the whole, you know the you know the you know even though Bill Murray is quite uh, what's the word? What, what word do you use to to describe Bill Murray? A uh, uh, quirky, quirk <laughs> quirky, deadpan. Um oh, nah, I can't remember nah, I don't know what I'm looking for, but essentially you wouldn't you, you wouldn't see you wouldn't you wouldn't associate the word sweet with him. And but there's something about this and, and so whenever you have this time loop comedies, there's always something sort of sweet about it that ends up with the the protagonist ending up like realizing something about their lives and sweet, but they managed to come up with something that's very sort of like acerbic, very, very New York, very, very like you know. Today's time, as opposed to the '90s with Groundhog Day, but also is also quite sweet at the same time. So, Sean, any questions about this?
0: Uh, I mean, the thing is with, with these series, if they become very samey, um, I mean, I found that with Peaky Blinders. I know Sharon loves Peaky Blinders, but I just found each each series was it was the same sort of thing over and over again. So, I could find myself. I mean, there was another film. I think it's called Happy Death Day or something, which is in a in a similar vein. Yep. So, uh, yep. I mean, I, I'm not really a big fan of these these these. Uh, Groundhog Day was was okay, but I could only I don't think I'd really worry about seeing it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if that's a, whatever they would call it. Like, a, oh yeah, you okay. Know. Okay. Would you like to? Would you like to? Would you would you like to visit the same day again? I mean, it would be interesting, wouldn't it, if you could wake up and think. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to do this differently. So, but then, I think it would become a bit mundane. So, so yeah, it's probably not one that I would, I would, uh, I would probably watch. So, okay. I mean, I don't know what your star okay. rating is. I'm going to go on mute again so you can, you can talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> yeah. okay, Sharon, what do you? Uh, oh, okay, first of all, I'll say no. I would not like to live the
2: same day again. Uh, number two i agree with you when it gets a bit samey it's not bad and i think that this show manages to avoid becoming samey which i'm actually really really impressed with sharon any questions
1: no i mean i really liked groundhog day so it's the premise itself is they're trying to get something right and just keep going until you get it right and then that there's an appeal to that i think i wouldn't like to do it myself
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, and I've, I mean, it
1: sounds intriguing. It sounds like an interesting premise. Anyway,
2: it is it is interesting, and I was worried that it was just going to be something we'd seen before. But they managed to throw enough wrinkles at it to make it to make this worthwhile. Because my whole thing when I was was like, is this going to be worthwhile? I saw the trailer and I thought, I don't think it's going to be worthwhile. They managed to make yeah. it that. Alright, cool. Time's up. We shall move on. So, we're going back to cinema and Sean, we're going to bring you off mute and you're going to talk about Underwater. And I know nothing about this from a, from a poster that seems to have Kristen Stewart on it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, okay. Underwater. Um, now, what can I say? I'll, I'll give you a brief synopsis really and, and then I'll tell you my thoughts. So, it's basically the Mariana's Trench. Um, they're drilling, you know, it's the lowest, lowest part of the, the, the ocean. So, all the you know deepest ocean in there and then you've got kirsten stewart it's funny people saying about robert patterson in lighthouse He's i think kirsten stewart she, they're trying some interesting roles aren't they since their twilight days because i mean that's what everybody sort of knows them for so and i think i think she's been doing a good job um so anyway it's this drilling company and they're, they're obviously drilling into mariana's trench um and then you, you you get all this information at the start of the film and then you, it cuts to sort of uh, Kristen Stewart and she's uh, she's like cleaning her teeth and then there's this massive earthquake thing and you wonder what's going on and, and there's all sort of chaos reign supreme and people are trying to be saved and it turns into like you know they need to basically get from they need to get out of where they are because it's all cracking and the only way they can get out is to go deeper to this other like the, the the drill head, if you like, where they're, they're doing all the, so it's basically, it's basically aliens, uh, alien underwater, really. You see, that's, Um, that's what I was was wondering wondering about. (laughs) It's basically, yeah, so you've got a, a little group of people, so Kirsten, Kristen, she's, um, or Nora, she's known in the film, and she, you know, she picks up a few people along the way, and there's a captain, and so there's this little group, that are, that are going on this adventure, basically, um, and they, Find you know little underwater aliens, I guess you call them, or or krakens or whatever they are. There's there's obviously a little one, and it's like goodness me, what would happen if there was a big one? So obviously you know that there's <laughs> there's got to be a big one. Um, so yeah, and it, so basically that's 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 the premise of the film. It's, it's you know group of people trying to get away, trying to sort of save themselves, having lots of mishaps on the way, and self-sacrifice and you know, all that sort of, all the, there's nothing new in this. And it is, as I say, it's, it's basically, I think almost shot for shot, um, from alien, you know, it's the same, same idea, but just underwater and instead of the spacesuits they've got, you know, diving suits, which, you know, they're they're down in intense pressures, but it's quite, to to, to be fair, it's quite, um, what should we say? It's quite, uh, you know, it would be quite gripping. Um, I I didn't think it was particularly bad film. Um, it had had good moments of tension, um, but it was just really, really. It, it was nothing new. It was nothing new. So you uh, know, I can't really say. Whatever. If you've seen Aliens, if you so if you've seen Alien, then it is is more or less, but it's more or less Alien, <laughs> Alien underwater. So that's about all we can really say about that. How many stars? You know, almost, almost. How many stars? um i'm
2: gonna have to give this a three star i'm afraid okay um could you could you go on mute for a second I just want to say some stuff oh oh and we've lost sean <laughs> but, so apparently so sean sean uh just gave us what he thought about um underwater and i think that was it and he's just disappointed right. <laughs> his his um his re okay he, i think he might be back oh good lord this is crazy Remind us, Sharon, that maybe doing this thing in three locations might not be the best idea in the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it's funny because everything that Sean said, I kind of looked at the poster and thought and thought exactly that. I looked at the poster and thought yeah, that looks like they're going to try and do some sort of like alien monster movie but underwater. it looks like I, I was like I was looking and going that this is going to be derivative I don't think it's going to be any different from The Abyss I don't think it's going to be any different from Alien or anything like that and so what Sean just said, it's like, well, that was kind of exactly what I expected. I don't know about you.
1: Yes, I hadn't really made, formed any opinions about this, one. be honest, I've only seen half of the trailer. I don't think I've even seen the whole trailer, and I didn't quite know. I couldn't work out what it was about the little bit I saw. So and actually, I mean, I'm more interested in seeing it now because I thought, oh, okay, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I like my underwater, you know, peril. At, see oh okay so
2: you're a genre girl that sort are you? Of
1: thing yeah i quite like my um creature features and <laughs> aliens in a hostile environment hey i'm not up for that <laughs> so i would probably i'm probably more likely to see it now that i know a little bit more about it
2: all right and, and sure so i
1: might check that one
2: out. so uh, Sean, just just to check uh you you did say um, oh yeah Sean, just to check you said you'd give this what three stars
0: 3 stars yeah. Okay. 3 stars. As I say I, you know it's not a bad movie the tension's there but it's it's there's nothing new. Nothing new to nothing new to give it that extra extra star if you like. All right. Cool. Good stuff.
2: Right, so that's 3 stars for Underwater and well done to Christian Stewart for being able to break away from the shackles of Bella Swan. Now we go back to Netflix for our final final thing of this technologically challenged version of this of this podcast and so we go back to Sharon, Sean please go back on mute and Sharon you have seen something on Netflix called um, Ragnarok
1: Ragnarok, yes. yes this is a Norwegian uh, six part drama on Netflix and it is about basically a woman with her two teenage sons returns to her hometown a, a fictional town called Eber, I think in the in the Norwegian <laughs> and and it's Edda sorry and it's and as they get back um, strange things start to happen. Uh, there's an environmental sort of catastrophe going where the fjords are rising and the glaciers are melting and sort of strange things are happening in, in because of that. Uh, one of a uh, teenage sort of activist, that does that may sound familiar to some of you out there, that a, a Scandinavian teenage <laughs> activist has got, <laughs> has got very into sort of environmental issues in her local area, and she mysteriously turns up dead. Ooh. And no one is investigating her death because they think, oh, it was just a, as an accident. She sort of put herself in danger, and, oh, look, she's... Um, become you know a casualty of her recklessness and so as one of her best friends at school starts to investigate this and he's discovering in himself that he's developing these abilities that he hadn't previously had and he's noticing there's something odd about the principal family of the town and as the story unfolds basically um, it draws in the Norse myths about the the, the Norse gods and Um, the the, the epic battle between the giants and the gods and the giants are basically like superhumans and the gods are the sort of Thor and Loki and Odin and people like that and so one of these particular teenage boys begins to display the characteristics of one of these Norse gods and this some of the family are beginning to be less than human themselves and Ooh. so as the story goes on you begin to it sort of ties in with this sort of environmental story as well as this bringing the the, the the north myths back into into modern day scandinavia or not modern day norway so i thought it was yeah an interesting twist on on the the north mythology
2: you see, now, I quite like... I like the sound of this. Um, because I didn't have... I had no clue what this... Was. I went in because my... The first time I heard about this was my brother saying, hey, I'm watching Ragnarok on Netflix. Do you have any idea how to get it in... Because it's in it's in dubbed English and I hate it in dubbed English. So he was like, how do you get the the subtitles um, on and get it into Norwegian? And I was like, what, are you talking about Thor Ragnarok? He's like, no, 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 no. It's just something on there called Ragnarok. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I quite like the idea of... Well, well you know me i'm all for a culture taking hold of its own stories and so and for ages like you know whenever you hear about any of the of odin or thor or anything like that it's either an american take on it or british take on it and i think it's about time you actually have have a norse take on it because they came up with it in the first place so
1: (laughs) yeah it's their culture it's their history yeah 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 so they are like definitely reclaiming it and they're sort of like young sort of Norwegian teenager yeah embracing his heritage so I thought yeah I, I really enjoyed it I used to love a program called the Almighty Johnsons which was on a few years ago now oh yeah, and yeah. that was a, a New Zealand drama where they were basically they were like the Norse gods reincarnated in New Zealand <laughs> and so that had the whole culture clash between modern day Kiwis and you know, sort of the Norse gods and that was very funny and really bizarre, but I really like that. So this was, again, sort of like taking it back to the source, taking it back to the north, you know, sort of where they do have these long, long winters and the the, the ice and the snow, and yeah. that is a character of their lives, the weather and the environment. And so to see how they can tie in with our modern angst about the environment, and about the impact that humanity has, and sort of dropping these old gods in there, thinking, okay, what would the Norse gods make of all this um going on in their their backyard.
2: Well, I like I like so, the sound yeah, of it, it a lot. It was, I
1: thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I had a thing I had a weird thing with my um Netflix though. I had to keep changing the subtitle settings because it would describe everything on the subtitles. It'd be like, <laughs> this is so and so talking and then it'd be like, oh a tree rustling. It's like yeah I don't need everything described just tell me what they're saying so I had to go in and reset that every single episode I had to go in and reset just the subtitles please not the full description but it'd be like they are ominous music it's like I know (laughs) I can hear the ominous music and it would be like say oh this is whispering it's like I can hear him. So I have got. Really, it took me a while to work out how to change the subtitles. So I think if your brother had that issue, it's probably the fact that the people who set this actual the standard for these programmes were a bit were a bit nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think they thought we. <laughs>
2: Call it as you see it, Sharon. Call it as you see yes. it.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, every single episode, I had to go in and rechange it. So oh. I think there probably were issues with how they actually set it up to just autoplay on Netflix. All
2: right. So, Sean, what did you think? Of, so, Sean, what do you think about the sound of that?
1: Um,
0: yeah, it sounds really intriguing and really interesting. Um, it's, uh, I, I mean... I think with the Norse gods, same with the Greek gods and all that, there's always something, you know, something interesting to do with them. I don't know what it is, why, maybe it's just part of our culture that, that you know, it's those ancient, ancient times. You know, we, lo- we like all that mystery and, godlike stuff. So yeah, so it, it does sound intriguing. How many, how many um, episodes are there?
1: Uh,
0: six. Six episodes. All oh, oh, right, okay. And does it, does it conclude, or do you think there would be more to come?
1: It's the way it
0: ends. was it? Up as if it's going to be another series. I think. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sounds. It sounds
2: intriguing. Okay. So. Um. So we'll mute Sean again.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so Sean, I'm so sorry. I feel I feel like a school teacher that's just telling you to sit in the corner. I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> but so Sharon, I'm not sure you said how many stars would you give it.
1: No, I didn't say. I would give it four stars. I enjoyed it. I thought, and I would sort of say that there's got some interesting things to say. I've just seen on it, it's sort of flagged up as, like, oh, there's nudity and all oh, those things to be worried about. I can't actually remember any of that, so <laughs> it can't have made that deep an impression of me. If they did have a lot of male nudity, I didn't remember.
2: Oh, um... oh. So, or maybe oh ooh, that that does not sound bad for the naked guys. I mean doesn't that sounds bad for the naked guys? You were naked, but I don't remember that. But, <laughs> but I don't
1: remember you. Yeah, I don't remember you being naked. But um, I must have. Yeah.
2: Either that or the same person who decides that you need those subtitles to be that descriptive on Netflix has decided. You know what? You don't need to see this. And has just yeah. edited. I just <laughs> edited it right. We know. Yeah. We know
1: what you won't like, and we work, you won't like
2: that. Okay. <laughs> All that's left to say is like, okay, who won this week, Sharon? What do you reckon?
1: I think it's going to be Netflix.
2: All right. And we're going to get Naughty Boy Sean out of the corner, get him off mute. Sean, what do you reckon? Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, probably probably Netflix. Probably Netflix. Muting again.
2: <laughs> thank you, Sean. Thank you for your understanding. And Yes, you guys are both right. It is Netflix. Netflix was a four all across the board week. So Uncut Gems, Russian Doll, Ragnarok, who gave them all four. So Netflix is doing good with some high-quality output. Um... On the cinema side, only Emma got four, uh, Birds of Prey and Underwater were 3 each. So, yeah, well done, Netflix. Now, all that is left to do is for me to say, well, let's just say a goodbye from me.
1: A uh, goodbye from me.
0: Unmute and a goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take care, everyone.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much for sticking with us all the way through this echoey, Um, echoey sort of like podcast this week and we will see you guys next week